Zacchaeus shows us how to get a fresh start. Because if anybody ever needed a fresh start in life, it was Zacchaeus. His name meant pure, but Zacchaeus was about as far from pure as you can get. Because as verse 2 tells us, he was a cheap tax collector. You know, in US IRS and the Philippines BIR, you know them. And most people hate them. This poor points out that Zacchaeus must have been despised by his fellow tax people. They hated paying taxes to Rome and they felt that Zacchaeus, as a fellow Jew, had betrayed them, had sold out to Rome and had gotten rich at their expense. So they rejected him, stunned him, detested him. If you conducted the uh, popularity contest in Jericho that day, Zacchaeus would be the last. Bruce Paul tells us that to become a tax collector, you have to bribe an official. Rome told you how much to collect, and if you were able to collect more, you could keep the extra. Zacchaeus was pretty good at gouging his fellow Jews. So he ended up being quite wealthy. But for a Jewish man to become a Roman tax collector was unthinkable. This was his, this was high prison. It was like going to Iraq and joining the terrorists who are fighting against U.S. and his allies. You could be hated for being a traitor. If you become a Roman collect, uh, tax collector, as a Jew, it means three things. First, your family would disown you. Secondly, you would never be allowed to worship in the synagogue. And thirdly, and you'd be looked as bad as a murderer. That's how they look. Those people. Zacchaeus may have had all the friends his money could buy. But deep down, he was lonely, empty, and lost. He needed a fresh start in life. And he shows us how to get a fresh start with him. First, You can have a precious start if you run to meet Jesus. You can have a precious start if you run to meet Jesus. Make a real effort to get to know Jesus Christ. Make an effort like Zacchaeus did in verses 3 and 4. It says, He wanted to see who was or who Jesus was, but being assured, man, he could not because of 
the ground. So we run ahead and climb a sycamore fig tree to see him, since he was, Jesus was coming that way. Jesus was not Jesus was now near the end of his earthly ministry. Just days before, from the cross. And by now, Zacchaeus has surely heard wonderful stories about Jesus. How Jesus healed the sick and raised the dead. How we treated sinners with kindness and compassion. How he offered forgiveness and hope. How he healed or he called people to a new way of life. God was already at work in Zacchaeus' heart. Deep inside, he realized the emptiness in his heart. Zacchaeus was hungry for more of his life. Then he heard that Jesus was coming to town. So he ran. So he began to search Jesus. And Zacchaeus didn't let anything keep him from Jesus. He was short, yes, he was short. But he didn't let his sight keep him away. He climbed up in that sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. I used to climb on a fruit bearing trees when I was a kid. It was adventurous to pick fruit while still on the tree. And it was easy with me and my friend. We could go up and down those trees like a monkey. But not anymore. I don't think it was too easy to that old tax collector to get up the tree. He's not only short, but he's old. But Sakaeus didn't. Let anything keep him from Jesus. Not his size, not his pride, and not other people. The crowd was not about keeping from seeing Jesus. Is there anybody in your life coming between you and Christ? Is there anybody in your life coming between you and Christ? Don't let them do it. Don't let anything keep you from Jesus. Not your pride. Not other people. Not even your Christ. Sakaeus was a proof politician. He was a thief. And everybody knew it. That's why. Don't. Don't eat. As we see in verse 7. All the people saw this and began to matter. He was done to be, I guess, of a sinner. Looking at his sinful life, Sakaeus could 
have said, it's too late. It's too late for me. What's the use of even trying? But he didn't let anything keep him from Jesus. And neither should we. Let's do what Zacchaeus did. Start running in the right direction. Get as close to Jesus as you possibly can. Time of three if you have to. Put that kind of enthusiasm into seeking Jesus. And you will see better things. You can have a precious start in life if you will run to Jesus. Next. Second is, you can have a precious start if you will gladly receive the Lord. You can have a precious start if you will gladly receive the Lord. Sakaios gladly received the Lord. This is the most important thing that he ever did. And we see it in verse 5 and 6. It says, When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Sakaios, come down immediately. Come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And welcomed him. Zacchaeus had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. His life was changed forever when he met Jesus. Look at verse 5 again. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. I must stay at your house today. Imagine what Zacchaeus must have thought. He sees me. He knows me. He knows my name. He knows all about me. But he is calling for me. And he wants to be with me. Amen. When Zacchaeus had this personal encounter with Jesus, he opened himself to receive Jesus. But much more important, he opened his heart to receive Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. The greatest thing that can ever happen in your life is to have personal encounter with Jesus Christ. To come to the point where you can say, He sees me, He knows me, and He knows my name. He's calling for me. He wants to be with me. Amen. And now, we know something that Zacchaeus could not know that day. He died for me. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He looked all of our guilt and shame. 
Then Jesus rose again from the dead and sent His Holy Spirit into the world. So that we can know Jesus today, just as surely Zacchaeus came to know Jesus 2,000 years ago. You must, you just need to open your heart to receive Jesus Christ, just like Zacchaeus did. What a terrible mistake it is to refuse to receive Jesus. Yes. It is a terrible mistake if you refuse Jesus. In 2001, a tax company, SR Black, offered their customers a chance to win a drawing for $1 billion. Glenn and Gloria Sims of Seawood, New Jersey, won the drawing. But they refused to believe it when a black spokesman men called them and tell them the good news. After several more contacts by both male and Paul, the same still thought it was just as scam. They usually usually just hang up the phone or trust the special notices they receive. Weeks later, XR Black called one more time. They wanted to let the Sims know that the deadline for accepting their million dollars was here. And they were going to say that the story they refused would soon appear on NBC's today's show. At that point, Glenn Sims decided to investigate. A few days later, he appeared on today to tell America that he and his wife had finally claimed their music. Since then, from the time he has been going on, H.R. Black explained to us they really wanted a happy ending to all this. And they were ecstatic that we finally accepted the Christ. Can you imagine how they would have felt if they had never received their Christ? What a waste! What a terrible mistake! Think how sick they would have felt. But it is infinitely worse to refuse the greatest gift of all. In Revelation 15, Jesus is speaking and he is standing. He said, Here I am, stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with him and feed him. Open your heart to receive Jesus Christ and you will receive the greatest gift of all. Forgiveness of all your sins. A new life that lasts forever. An eternal home in heaven. And a close relationship with our Creator God.
You can have a precious start in life if you will gladly receive the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Thirdly, you have a precious start if you will rededicate yourself to righteous living. You can have a precious start if you will rededicate your life to a righteous living. A remarkable change took place in Zacchaeus' life when he received Jesus. Zacchaeus was changed from greed to generosity. Listen to him in verses 8. It says, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord uh, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Sakaius was fully committed to right living. That's why he said, if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. So Sakaius cheated you. You will receive four times. What he got from you. And as Zacchaeus talked about money, he was in effect saying, Lord, I am going and I am giving you control of the things that was meant the most of me. Zacchaeus was truly saved. Amen? He knows that because the Lord told him, in verse 9 says, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because this man too is the son of Abraham. But how did Zacchaeus show that he was saved? How can we see a man or a woman has been saved? How do the how do, how those people around outside they know that you are saved? How can they how can we show them? By his new way of living. By our new way of living. He went from serving himself to serving the Lord. And he was passionately dedicated to righteous living. Zacchaeus was grateful for his relationship with Jesus. He was so grateful for his salvation that he wanted to do everything he could to please his Savior. Are we please our Savior? When we go out from this place during our everyday life, are the people know that we are Christians? Are the people know that we are saved? Are we pleasing Him, our Savior? Remember, the people are always looking for us. Every step that we make, every word that comes out from our life, and every walk of our life, they are looking. 
We will not only be epistles to them. Whatever we do, whatever we say, they know it. They know it. James Moore compared to our relationship between two friends named Bill and Paul. This is not familiar. They were best friends and have been for years. Bill and Tom had grown up together. They loved to hunt fish or hunt and fish together. On Saturday morning they went hunting and there was an accident. A spear was climbing over a barbed wire fence. He fell and his gun went off. And he shot himself in the leg. He began to bleed severely. Tom rushed to him and made a tourniquet to show the, to, uh, to slow the bleeding. Then Tom picked Bill up, put Bill in his bag and carried him over two miles through a rough terrain to get to the car. Although while he was saying, you hung in there, dear, don't you die on me. I'm going to get you to the hospital and we're going to get you well. Tom tenderly got Bill in the car and rushed him to a nearby hospital for emergency surgery. It went well and afterward the doctor told Bill that he would be alright and that he would recover nicely. The doctor also told Bill what Bill already knew that Tom had saved his life. Some years later, Tom had undergone heart surgery. Bill stayed with them with Tom's and Tom's wife around the clock, four days and days. He would not leave the hospital. He would not leave his best friend. The medical staff at the hospital noticed this. They told Bill not to worry that everything was going great for Tom. He was recovering just fine. They told, they told Bill that it was okay to leave and get some rest because he must be exhausted. They thanked them for their concern. And then they told them the story of how Tom had carried him on his back for over two months to save his life years before. And then they replied, After what, had, what Tom did for me, there is nothing I will not do for him. If it weren't for Tom, I would be here today. I owe him everything. I owe him my life. That's how Zacchaeus felt about Jesus. That's how all Christians should felt about Jesus. Because he has saved us forever. Jesus even died for us. He took our sins on the cross to die for us. 
so that we could have this life forever. And when he received the Lord, he dedicated with uh, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord, we dedicate ourselves right away. But sometimes we seem to forget what the Lord has done for us. So we need to rededicate ourselves to right living. We need to rededicate our life once more. We can have a fresh start in life if you rededicate your life to righteous living. Four, and this is the last. You can have a precious start if you will keep resting in the grace of God. You can have a precious start if you will keep resting in the grace of God. The people of Jericho were, were not happy when Jesus reached out to Zacchaeus. Let's read in verse 7. He says, All the people saw this and began to matter. He has come to be the guest of a sinner. He has come to be the guest of a sinner. As if almost if Jesus is sabotaging his own ministry. Certainly he is giving ammunition to his enemies. He could have gone home with the mayor. Perhaps or the city chiefs. Uh, rabbi, but he chose the most despised man in town, a traitor to his own people, a cheater who lined his own pockets on the expense of those who were powerless. What in the world does Jesus think he is doing? He is doing what is was sent to receive and to save the lost. Receive and to save the lost. Jesus explained it in verse 9 and 10. When he told Zacchaeus, he said, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. He came to seek and to say what was lost. By His grace, Jesus was seeking Zacchaeus long before that group, even though it didn't even know, even, uh, sorry, ever thought about seeking the Lord. And we may have brought people like Zacchaeus. But when Jesus comes to my house, He is coming to the house of sin. But when His grace, He comes. When Jesus comes to your house, He is coming to the house of sin. 
when Jesus comes. But his by, but by his grace he comes. He didn't come for those who are well. He comes for the sick. He didn't come for those who are strong, but for those who are weak. He didn't come for those who are bound, but for those who are lost. Does that fit anybody here today? Does that fit anybody here today? Is this a time of discouragement for you? Have some of your most cherished dreams been shattered? Do you feel that no one understands? There is one who does understand. He knows your name. He knows even the number of your hands. He knows all about you. He knows those doors that are closed in our rooms. But remember, He cares for you. He cares so much that He would lay down His life for you and for me. Keep resting in the grace of God. Let Jesus Christ give you a fresh start in life. Starting today. I hope before we go out from this place, we have a fresh start in our life. We keep on saying this because this is the first month of the new year. I hope that all our plans One second, all of you challenge that each and every one of us tonight. Help us, O oh Lord, to see what's the way you stay in his life. And we see ourselves that we need press start in our life. Or even if we are too complacent in our Christian life. Help us, O oh Lord, to dedicate our life. And have a righteous living as we live in our everyday life in our life. We cannot do it alone, Lord. So we ask the Lord, your Holy Spirit, to give us this to unite each and every one of us so that we can do what you want us to do in our life. Thank you once again tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sins. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Amen.